This episode is brought to you by State Farm, who like a good neighbor, uh, nah, we don't have sponsors. I'm Patty Parker. I'm Patrick Giga. I'm Justin Foster. And this is But Wait, There's More, a conversation show about things we're thinking about, things we care about, and things that are important to life and culture for the people of Legacy Church in Plano, Texas. Today, we're talking about something we all have, neighbors. Whether you live in an apartment, a house, or even on the lake, you have people who live in a proximity to you that you would call neighbors. But before we get going, mm -hmm. let's do a pop quiz, guys. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yep. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to random fire questions and I want you to answer them as quickly as possible. So okay. here we go. <laughs> Name the street of your childhood home. Adam Street. Ah. Sage. Ah. I lived at 220 South 13th Street. Wow. <laughs> All right. Name the neighbors <laughs> to your left or your right. Yeah. No, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had the neighbors to the south of us, so I don't know if that's left or right, but the south <laughs> of us were the Esquivels. Okay. Ah, nice. I just remember my neighbor had snakes and Ooh. it was scary. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I lived on the corner. So our left neighbors who were there basically from the time I was probably in kindergarten and they're probably still there were the Browns. And then um, across the street was kind of it, it changed every uh, few months. Yeah. So I don't really know who <laughs> lived there, but they had a cool house. Okay. Last question. Name as many neighborhood kids as you can. Oh, for me, uh, Jeremy Good, Heather, can't remember her last name, uh, another Jeremy, Jeremy Herford, Tommy, uh, Aaron, and Tommy Golf is his name, Aaron Golf, and I think that's about it. That's all I can That remember. is impressive. What about you, Justin? Uh, the pressure's on. Yeah, there's Aaron, Monica, Nick, Bart, Willie, and then down, way down the street, Wendy. Wow. Yeah. I want to say that that's very impressive. I cannot remember a single childhood neighbor. <laughs> so good job. Good job. All right. So I thought that was fun. Was that fun? Yeah, kind of was cool. Yeah. On your neighbors Memories. and who you grew yeah. up with. Yes. Um, so now um, we're adults and we don't live in our childhood homes anymore. Mm. And neighboring looks a lot different. Um, yeah. Mom's not telling us to go outside and play anymore, is, he, is right. she? Um, but we should still go outside and get to know our neighbors. But that can be hard. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's something about kids. They have a way of getting to know right. anybody. Yeah. Like you go to the Chick-fil-A Playland and they've got five best friends <laughs> before your order comes to the table. So let's talk a minute about neighboring. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's a real word or if yeah. I made it up, but I like it. So um, as Christians, we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. Yeah. But what do you think it looks like to love your actual neighbor? Well, uh, for me personally, I really believe that uh, there should be an honest concern. Um, if their grass is not being mowed for many, many different weeks, I think there should be a concern. Can I do something to help? Uh, if there is a tragedy in the family, I really believe that hey, I, I think we should be there for the neighbor. Um, to see if we can assist or help, uh, even for me in my the context that I live in as a as a pastor, can I be there to pray for them and create an opportunity for that? Um, it's just really engaging uh, our neighbors. 
I, I can even say a story that happened recently, kind of scary. Uh, but our house was broken in. Tri- well, tr- was attempted to be broken into oh, wow. not too long ago, right? Actually, that was about two weeks ago. <laughs> and so uh, we ended up calling the police. The, the person that tried to do all this stuff was arrested. So, uh, But the thing that I did the next day is because they were m- the, the, the officer said, hey, whenever he gets out, you just need to be on the lookout. And so I made sure that every single neighborhood and neighbor on my neighborhood uh, knew about what this individual was doing because he was just kind of going into trying to get into each car and take stuff. If honestly, I wasn't concerned about any of their stuff or anything, I wouldn't have done anything. And I don't think that would be a good neighbor. So I think I had an opportunity to go to each house, let them know what happened, but then also let them know, hey, just be on the lookout. And uh, they really honestly appreciated that. So I think that's uh, some of the ways that you can be a good neighbor. Yeah, I I think the key word right there is is concern. Mm -hmm. Um, If we are to love our neighbor as ourself, we always have concerns for ourselves. We always know what we need or what we want. Um, and so being able to, to have concern for those, those people, um, something as simple as knowing their name, um, just not, Hey bud, (laughs) you know, um, and and I'm, I'm really bad with names. Like I'm, I'm really bad with names. So I have to write things down. Uh, but it is, it's, it's something as, as simple as knowing names, like, you know, our identity shouldn't be in the job that we we have, mm-hmm. but even knowing something like a fun fact or what they do for a living, uh, just helping the, them know that they're cared for, that they're seen, right. that they're more than just a, a body that walks from the car into the door and into the home. Um, and then again, Patrick, I, I agree with you. If you see the grass isn't being cut or like in, in our apartments, yeah, right? right? If we see uh, plants that are dying on the, on the balconies, on the patios, really good, yeah. um, just looking for, uh, oh, we have the luxury of having um, our uh, our trash can taken from our front door, like mm-hmm. our trash taken from our front door, so we don't have to go out to the, the dumpster, which is nice. Uh, but if you don't see that trash can coming out for days or even weeks, like just going over there and, and checking on yeah. them, um, but just a genuine concern. Yeah, so I think you're right on that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Like about names, what I've started doing is when I meet someone, um, if I get their phone number, which I try Mm. to do that pretty quick, um, like our across the street neighbor for the longest time was Julie. And then her last name was across the street, you know, just trying to have those ways to remember them. And like you said, be concerned about what's going on in their lives. And and uh, Justin, I love what you said, being like you were intimating, observing, like being very aware of what their life looks like. And if something changes, Patrick, like you were saying, having that concern for mm-hmm. their lives yeah. and, and for their well-being, yeah. just like we would hope that people would yeah. have that concern for our well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you think makes it hard to be a good neighbor? Heart <laughs> <laughs> uh, proximity. Uh, people, <laughs> uh, they're so close and having people that close knowing you and knowing details about um, me or my wife or my kids, I don't know. It just kind of feels a little weird sometimes because uh, not only are they close, they might be able to see some things or whatever. Um. I think proximity to me can be the hard thing to be transparent, to be that person that needs to uh, go out of my way to love 
uh, my neighbor and uh, having these conversations or trying to build some type of relationship. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe it's the culture that we live in nowadays. I really feel like it's different than when I grew up. Uh, honestly, I believe that when I was growing up uh, in certain towns that we lived in, there were some neighborhoods that were easier to have conversations hang out with people, have people over. Today, it's harder. Oh, I, and it's I, so hard. I, and I'm still trying to figure that out, actually. But I would say I think it's the transparency of it all, the proximity of it all. And yeah. that's kind of what I think, at yeah. least. Yeah. It's it's interesting to me. Uh, I know they existed before we got here. Yeah. But in Plano, I've noticed so many garages are in the back. Mm-hmm. And... For me, that's weird because growing up, like we were out in the country, but I spent a lot of time in a small town and yeah. all the, if a home had a garage, it was in the front. Right. And so most people use their garages to store stuff anyway. <laughs> they don't really park in them. Um, and so people would park and then walk in and you you would see your neighbor. Um, yeah. And uh, and so here it's just it's weird. Like we can slip in through the back door yeah. almost. Um, so I think that's a part of it is just kind of. Uh, the the style or the development right. of our neighborhoods. That's true. Um, but one thing that I I'm guilty of, um, and so that's a, that's why I put this, <laughs> why I'm thinking of this, is uh, the king of your castle syndrome, mm-hmm. and it's where this is this is my home. Yeah. Whenever I get here, everything else washes away. So I don't want to know my neighbors. I don't want to think about my job. I don't want to do anything that is making me uncomfortable mm-hmm. or or makes me have to do anything that I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's a, a big hindrance to being a good neighbor. Yeah. Um, and and we have to, as Christians, we, we know that, we identify that as the yeah. flesh, right? right. Um, and so as Christians, we must battle through that, that king of the castle yeah. syndrome. Um, and then the last thing I'll say uh, is, is just time. We, yeah. we convince ourselves that we don't have the time to, to be a good neighbor or right. to know our neighbors. And so um, having a healthy understanding of what time is, that's good. Um, yeah, that's I true. think would be important to, to combat that. But I think you're right. I think even thinking through some of the statements that you made is like the word comfort comes to my mind yeah. where you've worked all day. Uh, you're with the kids doing homework with the kids and all that stuff. Um, and it kind of gets to a point where you're, you're like, I need, I need time to myself. Yeah. I need to rest my mind. I need to rest. And I don't, like you said, I don't have time yeah. because I'm trying to be comfortable. Yeah. And being a good neighbor, it's kind of like you actually do have to get out of this place of comfort and get to know yeah. people around you. And I think that could be a huge issue for a lot of us, too. Yeah. 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 I think totally being a good neighbor is not only getting out of your proverbial comfort zone, but mm-hmm. it's a sacrifice yeah. to be a good neighbor. Yeah. It, yes. it really is not easy to do. Patrick, I wanted to go back to what you said. Yeah, um, uh, we have we have our backyards all connect, so we okay. share fences. And sometimes I do wonder what our neighbors <laughs> think about either our kids or my response to our kids when they are acting the fool. I'm yes. like, please, yes. please. Don't 
don't hear what I just said. <laughs> I do love Jesus, but please don't. I hope you didn't hear that. Yeah, right? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. It is very uncomfortable to even invite someone into your front yard, let yeah. alone behind your doors. And um, I'm, I'm very introverted. And so when I get home, that is a super safety yeah. space mm-hmm. for me. So when I've, I've had people over, it's like it, it is literally an energy suck for yeah. me and wanting to and, and so it is it like being an, a good neighbor is uncomfortable right. uh, yeah. so uh, I got another question for you guys um, Jesus commissions us to go into all the world he tells us we'll be witnesses of him on our street throughout the city state and the entire globe of course yeah. that's a patty paraphrase mm-hmm. but why do you think it is so easy to go halfway around the world and tell people about Jesus, to meet needs, to serve, to come out of our comfort zone, but it's hard to be witnesses in our own backyard. I think that's pretty easy. Uh, when you go around the world, they won't see you again. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, they won't see how you live your life. They won't see, you know, if you're being that real about what it is that you say that you believe. So it's easy to go across the world and say, hey, let's talk about Jesus. But sometimes when you talk to your neighbor, it's kind of harder because they're looking at you. They're watching you. And it's easier just to stay quiet about what it is you're about than them to say, wait a minute, I thought this dude, I thought this person said that they love Jesus, but I just saw what they did. Mm -hmm. They just put trash in somebody else's garbage can. (laughs) No, I've seen that done. I've never done it, but I've seen it done. Um, (laughs) But seriously, I think that that can that can be an issue. Um, Like we were talking about the comfort level, it's easier just to stay home and not be seen, I guess. Uh, And in some cases, like you were saying, the sacrifice that it takes, meaning if I like to be home, I like to be comfortable, I like to be me kind of thing. But the sacrifice that it takes to be a good neighbor is that you're on point every single day. Mm. Yeah. And I think in, in, in that question that you're asking is just recognizing when people see us and they know that we're believers, we are on point every single day. Yeah. And we can't lose our guard or, or let our guard down because people know that. And I think that could be part of the, the thing of going overseas versus uh, talking to our neighbor. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I agree. The kind of the the phrase that came to mind was shorter commitment. Mm. So we we think, oh, you know, I'm I have to take a week off work. I'm going to go to this this country or to this place and serve, and it's going to be hard. Yeah. But all right, I'm all for it. Yeah. But comparatively speaking, a week of doing this compared to months. Yeah. Or a year. Right. Or years. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um we can do that for a shorter commitment because it's like you said, Patrick, like how am I on my best behavior? Am I on my best behavior with, with my neighbors? Um, and, and ultimately I think it also comes down to, it's less awkward. (laughs) Like I can, I can go somewhere else for a short term mission trip Mm -hmm. and I can be goofy and I can dance and all that. And it's great because it, in ways it ministers to, to whoever, to whomever we, we see, but at, with our physical, actual neighbors, <laughs> yes. uh, it's it's awkward if they see me busting a move yeah. or whatever. Because mm-hmm. that's it's that guy who was busting. Yeah, Justin, did you see Justin yeah. busting it? Yeah, because like it, it's happened a time or two whenever I've been out on the patio and I've been repotting plants. I kind of dance. It's awkward whenever you look over and their eyes staring at you. Yeah. So oh. yay. 
You know, I one of the one of the other thing that I will say in the context of what I don't know if maybe you experienced this, Justin. Um, one of the things that I have issues with with uh, you know communicating with the neighbors sometimes is that I am a pastor. Yeah. So sometimes you know we as pastors like to make new friends in the neighborhood at times. I'm like, oh, that family looks cool. Let's let's see what they're about. One of the things that, you know, obviously in our culture today, pastors are seen as these people that are supposed to live, the, of course, the perfect life. So sometimes if people aren't in that space, they're like, once you hit one, it's like I kind of avoid saying that I'm a pastor. And then once I say that I am, then they're like, oh, you're a pastor. Oh, sorry for all the words that I said. Yes. Uh, I do have alcohol, and I'm going to. Uh, I can put that away, uh, and then you don't get invited again. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. uh, there's that point. There's there that part for me. Uh, I, Justin, yeah. does that happen to yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I've never heard people confess so fast. <laughs> you know, and, but I do. I like. I try not to talk about yeah. my my role. Right. Um, and it's not that I'm ashamed. I'm I'm proud that the Lord has has called me right. to this. Um, but as I'm trying to build relationships, I, I want my neighbors to feel comfortable. Exactly. And if they're not at a place where they feel comfortable around a pastor, yeah. then I don't need to, to put a division between us. Right. Um, I want them to see me mm-hmm. as a as a as a person, as a man made in the image of God, as I seek to see them as a man or woman made right. in the image of God. But even using that language, I'm not going to early yeah. on because then, oh, that's spiritual speak. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do with that. So, right. yeah. And I've yeah. even heard from a, a person who was a, a, a doc or family doctor mm-hmm. say, I try not to say I'm a family doctor. Oh, yeah. Why? Because anytime somebody knows that I'm a family doctor, they have an issue and then they knock on my door or whatever. And then I'm just like, I'm trying to get away from work. These are my couple few moments to stay away from the conversation. And so it's interesting how that can also play a part of being a good neighbor is your profession at times. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So it sounds like when we go across the globe, there (laughs) is a specific mission, but we also get to go home again. Yeah. But when we're neighbor, when we are in our own homes, there isn't anywhere we can go. And sometimes being uh, a little more um, outgoing about our faith or your profession, um, that can get awkward. Um, So I want to shift it just a little bit. There's this book that I love. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold it up. The Simplest Way to Change the World. It's a fantastic book, but they talk about how hospitality is a wonderful way to um, uh, introduce people to the principles of the gospel, to welcome people into your home. And, and they quote this verse in Thessalonians that I can't remember right now, but it's this whole idea is that we, we were, wel- we were um, delighted to have you as a part of our lives. Yeah. We, we wanted to give ourselves to you is basically the, the gist of it. So, um, and although our listeners, majority of them are not pastors, they all yeah. might feel the same way. Yeah. Hey, I'm in my neighborhood and gosh, I love Jesus and I want everyone to know about them. Mm-hmm. But the last thing I need to do based on conversations I've had or, oh, you're a Christian. Let me put the alcohol away. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> I said those words. Um, but uh, to, to, to um, share life with yeah. your neighbors. And so um, just wonder in your interactions with people, um, are there um, ways that you found to intersect the gospel with your hospitality and the ways that you either entertain in your home mm-hmm. or when like uh, w- when you see someone putting their trash at the uh, the curb, or have you found ways that you've been able to um, show hospitality without that 
overt gospel. Hey, I'm a Christian. Let me tell you about Jesus. (laughs) I think recently I've been challenging myself to get to know my neighbors recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like Justin, like you said, not only know know their name, know what they're about. Um, Try to create more opportunities to speak uh, uh, to each other. And then on top of that, I, I really also try to engage um you know areas that they may need help you know uh there are some people that you know need help carrying i I see somebody helping needing help carrying some groceries i live right across from the street from kroger so sometimes it's just asking hey do you need help carrying that to your house because you've got a lot of bags sometimes they say yes sometimes they say no but it's mere fact that i'm opening up that conversation so it's just doing my due diligence to open up more dialogue uh, making sure that they understand that we are helpful here. Uh, if anybody needs help in the in the neighborhood, we will be there. Just creating that scope. Uh, a neighbor of mine uh, needed help with uh, something with a system that he has. He calls me quite often now. And <laughs> after that one time of needing help, uh, he calls me for help with like carrying um tree limbs that fall from storms or so whatever uh, to the side that uh, needs to be uh, taken to. Uh, there are moments where somebody may need help uh, with a screwdriver. There's a neighbor across the street. They just had a, a baby and sometimes they ask for help with a ladder or s- some items. So we just try to be that helpful uh, neighbor and just create more dialogue is what we do. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, I would phrase it as redeem the time. Mm. If yes. um, if you're already mowing your lawn mm. and you've noticed your neighbor yeah. has has a little bit, just go over and ask. Hey, I'm I'm going to be out this morning. Can I mow yours? You know, yeah. and just do that. Serve yeah. serve them, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, by the way, I'm, because I'm a Christian, I'm going to do this for right. you. You know, like don't make it awkward. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but but just say, hey, uh, like, would this be helpful right. to you? Um, just again, it goes back to observing things yeah. and then redeeming the time, the things that you're already doing, mm-hmm. invite them into one way or another, whether they're present with you yeah. or you can do that for them. That's you know, good. Patrick, you, you mentioned your, your neighbor that, uh, with his system, like he'll call you and, and in my mind it, it came across as you don't have to be an expert. You just have to have experience with them right and so uh, you don't have to know everything but if you're willing to to experience something alongside of them that buys emotional equity or it it provides emotional equity and so i i think um whatever we can whatever we can see um as humans i think we're really good about looking for the big things the grand things absolutely um (laughs) but look for the small things like the often overlooked, like even sit outside on your patio, on your porch, front lawn, whatever you have, mm-hmm. and just start making observations. Yeah. Not, not like the weird stuff in rear window when Jimmy Stewart's <laughs> like creeping on all of his neighbors. Right. Um, but just, just look around and see what, what's going on. Yeah. What, yeah. what's happening here that I could, that the Lord could use me. Right. That's really good. Yeah. I, like that. I think that's awesome. We have two neighbors that um, one lives to the right of us and one across the street. And um, Wednesdays is trash day. Mm-hmm. So when Dominic, our oldest, pulls in the trash, he pulls in Miss Julie's and Miss Kathy's trash. And, you know, some days like they beat us. But for the most part, you know, Dom is trying to pull the trash cans in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's just a simple way to love them well, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, Marshall um, is my husband is like really computer smart and Mm -hmm. we've had neighbors say hey 
can you look at our computer? And he's like, I'll do what I can, you know, and sometimes he can do something and something he sometimes he can't. But just that willingness to be available, to be there, to say, hey, these are the this. I can do this. I can help you in this way. And um, another thing that I've found in in the neighborhood that we live in, and we are fortunate enough to have driveways in the front. I'll be honest, that was on our list was a front driveway so we could get to know our neighbors. Um, But the big thing, um, because of that, um, like our neighbors have taught us how to be good neighbors. That's good. Yeah. Um, And um, being willing to be vulnerable ourselves Mm -hmm. and say, hey, we need to go somewhere could you watch my kids yeah. <laughs> you know? and one time that didn't work out too well because the neighbor told us that my kids were not acting so great but it turned in an op- into an opportunity to teach my kids and then you know to love our neighbors well to make yeah. it right um but anyway so uh, i think that that's awesome have you guys ever done any like events in your neighborhood or are there any books that you're reading that you're like man that really inspired me to try something different no uh <laughs> no uh, i can't lie about that one but uh <laughs> our neighborhood is always it's recently come alive that's awesome and i yeah. think uh, we've been there for some time and there has been we've not seen any kids playing in the neighborhood we haven't seen much activity uh you know i guess uh neighborhood you know what do you call those um like a block, block party. Block party, yeah. <laughs> We've never had a block party in our neighborhood. But as of recent, like within the past year and a half, we've seen a change, maybe because people are moving in. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're coming from different areas that are more neighborly than maybe uh, this neighborhood we've lived in. Uh, I've seen kids starting to play outside. I've seen more conversations with new people. I'm seeing more activity, which is pushing me more. It is actually pushing me more to get out there. I'm not... I'm legitimately not an introvert. I am an extrovert, but sometimes when you're at home and you're just comfortable, you don't want to do anything yep. sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes I'm just lazy, and yeah. if I'm being honest. But it is now pushing me to the place where I am examining. Uh, this is what the Lord is calling me to, and this is what he's talking about in his word. Be the good neighbor that loves. Be, uh, if they want to be involved, be involved with them. And uh, whenever conversations happen, you know, try to at least, um, well, at least for me, I always make it a point that I may not preach, I may not use scripture, but I use language where they do get a good idea of where I am in life. And I think that's definitely helpful. Mm. That's good. Um, block parties yeah. are, are a wonderful idea. Um, Something our apartment community did recently that we did not set up, um, but we made it a point to participate mm. uh, so that people would see us and we could talk to people is uh, Fletcher's Corny Dogs. They yeah. had their trailer come out to the apartment community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. and, uh, and so just they set up shop there and we were able to, to talk to a few people and engage it um, because Patty, like you, I'm an introvert mm-hmm. and it's hard. Like yeah. it's just it's. Even being a, at work all day yeah. makes me so worn out, and I love people, but I need I need that recharge time. Uh, however, I will say, there's in recent memory not a single time that I can think of that I participated in something mm-hmm. with neighbors or with community members mm-hmm. that I walked away going, "Oh, that was a waste of time." Yeah, everything has been 
I'm so glad that I went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a part of it is yeah. whether it's a block party or um, just an event or just going to the, if you have a community pool, right. you know, um, just going and participating with people, just yeah. showing up, being present. And I think one thing that we've actually started doing recently is taking walks in the neighborhood. That's good. Because you never know who you're going to meet with and start talking to. My wife is more of an introvert than, of course, me. So sometimes she's like, you started talking to somebody because you've been gone for like an hour and a half just walking. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was talking to one of the neighbors that I've never really met. And we just started engaging in a conversation. And for me, I can keep going because I love that kind of thing. And she's like, oh, well, that's good, obviously. (laughs) But for us as a family, we've actually started going out. And then because of that, my kids have met new families with kids. And we've met new neighbors. And and I think that's another cool opportunity just to to get out there. Yeah, I think both of you mentioned, um, like, Patrick, you being a little more extroverted. And uh, Justin, you talked about the corny dog place. Mm -hmm. And it's like using whatever opportunity is in front of you. A lot of times I'll look at Marshall and I'll say, help me be brave. And we'll go out together and do something. Like, even as simple as we've known our our, uh, neighbors, one of our neighbors just became, like, he's done this before, but he's an ice cream man. He just, (laughs) like, outfitted an ice cream truck. And it's the coolest thing ever. But to have a conversation with him and to tell people in the neighborhood, hey, there's an ice cream truck. He's coming down the road. (laughs) But whatever is in front of you, I think is really important to, um, and, and, you know, we, we all need to recharge and maybe we'll talk about that at a later episode and on how we balance between sharing the gospel and, you know, Jesus withdrew to lonely places. And so, um, but taking those opportunities too. speaking of opportunities, um, we've had over a year of hunkering down because of COVID and it has been, um, I don't know about you, but my little trying to get to know my neighbor's heart has been broken by all the strategies that I used to use that don't work anymore. But now there's hope, there's vaccines, there's immunity building happening. Um, Just real quick, because I know we're running out of time, about 10 second answer on one suggestion or word of encouragement you would give our audience in taking the opportunity now to get to know your neighbors post COVID pandemic stuff. (laughs) Oh, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> um, ten seconds. I would say take walks. Mm. Uh, see who's out there. See who's willing to talk, and uh, and engage. I can't do it in ten seconds. <laughs> um, but offer a goodie basket. Whenever Beck mm. and I moved into our apartment community in in October, we wrote uh, a note, affixed our picture picture to it, um, and then just had. Like sodas, popcorn, and something else. And uh, I think like a $5 gift card to, to Target or something. Yeah. And just wrote him a note and said, we're available for you. And it works. We are one of our neighbors, Bridget. We've watched her dog for her several times as mm-hmm. a result of that initial thing. And so yeah. just, just small little acts. Yeah, that's so. good. I think that's really good. Um, one thing that I've been thinking about and would encourage um, you guys to consider too is COVID shut us all down. And to be able to just go over to a neighbor that you haven't met and say, hi, I was stuck in my house for a year and I realized I didn't know my neighbors. I want to get to know you. Maybe you don't need to be that blunt about it, but realize that this is there's no greater opportunity than we have right now to get to know people because they are longing. We all are longing for that connection, that community. And as as a parent, 
use every excuse possible to get the neighborhood kids together. We've done silly string fights because school was out. We've done snowball fights. We've done not with actual snowballs, but with ice. We've um, we, we've done ice cream socials, whatever mm-hmm. excuse you can use. We've done uh, what is it? The Beyblade. We did a Beyblade <laughs> competition in the park. And it's just use what whoever you're with, whatever your season of life is, use that to get those people together and to love them well. And the conversations will come. And so I'm just going to wrap this up. Thanks, guys. Ooh, that thank was you. so, so fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I like uh, seriously, I want to go have a neighborhood silly string fight super <laughs> soon. Um, but uh, I do have one more quote for you guys from this book that I guess maybe they should have been our sponsors. But they say, um, anytime we practice hospitality, we put human flesh on the gospel story so i just mm-hmm. want to challenge you guys to put human flesh on the gospel story so um this has been another episode of but wait there's more until next time see ya mm-hmm.